today on CityCast Denver. It's the most wonderful time of the year. While Denver has many holiday traditions, local artists Izcali want to add La Posada to your calendar. This weekend, the band will be hosting their annual end-of-the-year party, joined by some of my other favorite local acts for a big show at Meow Wolf. Today is Thursday, December 9th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Meow Wolf is an interactive museum, but it's also a massive venue. And Miguel Avina of the band Izcali wants to see more local acts on its stage. Miguel, will you pronounce your last name again for me one more time? Avina. Avina. Okay, I just wanted to make sure when I introduce you. Cool, cool. Okay. This Saturday, Miguel has put together La Posada, a night of music, celebration, and hope for the year to come. Izcali will be joined by Los Mocochetes, Kayla Marquis, The Mañanas, and Tamra. La Posada is put on in part by RETI, or Rock Into Idioma. RETI is an organization working to bring diversity to Denver stages. Well, Miguel Avina, welcome to CityCast Denver. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Bri. So the big RETI show this coming weekend is called La Posada, which I'm guessing that maybe some of our listeners are not necessarily familiar with the actual like celebration commemoration of of La Posada or Las mm-hmm. Posadas. What is that? So La Posada is uh, traditionally based on uh, a Catholic celebration of when baby Jesus was born and well, well they were traveling to Belen and they were given they were hosted uh, in a space, in a barn to, for the baby to be born. Um, and they were, were looking for a place for the baby to be born. Um, so per se, Iscali is not, you know, representing any religious belief or anything like that. But we grew up with that tradition, really. Uh, and from what we remember and how we interpret it as a band and as from growing up in Mexico and even here, we interpret it as a time to get together with friends and family and just celebrate um, kind of the earnings of the year, right? Like whatever fruits were given throughout the year uh, for all the work that we did, but not only to um, thank ourselves for that, but also thank, you know, everybody that was part of that. Because uh, it's always important to acknowledge the people that are there to support you unconditionally, whether it's people that show up at the flea market or people, somebody that helped you along the way to book a show throughout the year, um, your friends and family, your children, whatever the case may be, um, that's what we created, uh, kind of transformed the vision of what La Posada really means. A lot of people still ask me, like, are you guys going to be doing like the traditional... <laughs> the procession and like... The, the procession, yeah. <laughs> and we're like, no, no, no. Because like, some people, I mean, they're weirded out by it or whatever, but um, we're like, no, no, it's, it's, this is an all-inclusive thing. It's not religious-based. So, um, you know, it's, it's a very inclusive uh, activity for everybody, but it is based on that. And a lot of people remember that as children growing up, going to Las Posadas, because a posada in Mexico is just literally, they throw a party out in the street, everybody's welcome till food is done, you know, as much food as we can bring. There's music, there's piñatas, and it's just, everybody remembers that as a celebration. Um, and so we've, again, we've morphed that into something that can 
now be ingrained in the in the Denver culture and the Colorado culture, something that people can remember and that something that people look forward to. There's some people that don't go to any other East Cali show or any other local show um, that I know of and then just are looking forward to going to La Posada and they're like, hey, are you guys having a Posada this year? Because I want to bring my boss or I want to bring my cousin and like, because it is a very special occasion. It's it's a show like unlike any other throughout the year. I love this idea of a tradition for because I mean like you're saying it's like when we talk about Christmas time and Christmas events we're not thinking about the religious aspects of it necessarily I mean I also was raised Catholic um we're just thinking about the time of year and so this is just another tradition to add to the things that happen in Denver around this time of year it's like we get to see our annual is Cali end of year show I have to ask, are you going to play any Christmas songs? Uh, no, I don't think so. We're, we're still working on the set list. Um, we're, we're, we're figuring out if there's time. But people have always asked me that. And at one point we were uh, doing, like, we practiced Little Drummer Boy to see how that sounded. And it was like, I don't know if we, if we sound that if great doing vibe. this. But, yeah. Do you? What's a suggestion? I have to ask, though, do you have a favorite Christmas song? Um, I would say um, a few years back, uh, Alf uh, from 93.3 invited us to participate, like submitting a cover song. And I was like, I never really thought of like what a good Christmas song is for me. Um, so I, you know, re- did more research and I found uh, Blue Christmas, the, oh, the, the Elvis, Elvis rendition. Yeah, that one's really good. And I actually did, uh, ended, ended up sending that cover and I recorded it and I have like, Half of it in English and half of it in Spanish. I translated it to Spanish. So it was a, a fun little jam. I'll have to share it with you guys. I would love that. I would love to hear that because I was like that. I think hearing it in English and Spanish would make it that much more special. Just yeah, like. yeah. It was, it was pretty fun. And it's, it's a simple song and it's, it was just really fun to record. Navidad azul, um, so this year you're going to be joined on the lineup with Los Mocochetes, Kayla Marquis, and the Mañanas. Can you talk about, I mean, as folks will see when they come to this show, if they don't know those acts, they're very diverse in terms of style and genre. Um, how do you go about choosing who plays these shows with you? Um, that's a great question. A lot of the times it's just kind of envisioning, like feeling out the space and seeing what the vibe of the show is going to be, um, how it complements what we do, how it brings out and highlights the things that um, the Denver music scene is about. Uh, and then just also honestly looking and seeing like who like who's doing the work, who's out there hustling and like doing the work. Um, there's a lot of great bands in Colorado, many of which we'd love to have on the show. At the same time, we look at it and see how does this complement? How are, what are they bringing to the table? Like as a imagining this show as a potluck, you're like, okay, what what's are they gonna bring a good dessert? Are they gonna bring a good meal or a yeah. good side for this? You know, that's the kind of that's the way we I guess 
envision this, right? So uh, obviously, uh, without a doubt, Los Mocochetes is the band that's been hustling for years. They've yeah. been putting on a lot of great shows. They're great performers. They're great people. They're great friends. Um, but also are authentic to the vibe that they give. Um, and I just knew they were a shoe-in for this show just as, as an opportunity to showcase what Latin or Chicano culture is here in Colorado, um, which is a totally different vibe than than what the Hispanic vibe or the Mexican vibe is. It's it's something different. Some people, I, I feel like, don't, can't tell the difference sometimes, but I feel when you put them side by side, you're able to appreciate the nuances of each one and, and really highlight, you know, what makes each one of those special. That's amazing. And then you're having Kayla Marquis, one of my personal favorites, talk about a genre bender. She does everything soul folk. I mean, she just like blends it all together and she's a beautiful voice. And, and yeah. And so the thing, the thing about bringing on Kayla, um, it was, so uh, I'm part of a board um, called the Bodies of Culture, and which she's she's part of. She's a very outspoken member in that um, in that group. Um, and part of Bodies of Culture's uh, mission is to really hold uh, entities, venues, people accountable for the claims of diversity and in their lineups and their their hiring and their staffing of venues festivals, shows, etc. Um, so one of the first things we talked about was in practice, like, how are we going to hold people accountable if we don't hold account ourselves accountable first, yeah. in terms of making these steps and making these decisions when booking shows, not only making it about being like the token Mexican band right. on your bill, or the token woman band on your bill. That's not that's not the, the goal. And not also not just only bringing them on when it's not important. So when all that was taken into consideration and I looked at it, not only is she a mega talented and, and super popular um, uh, musician here in Denver, very well known, very well respected. So it was no brainer to have her on the bill, but it was also part of holding Reti accountable for doing that stuff and saying, oh, well, we have this opportunity to have this massive show. Um, how can we diversify it even more? I always wanted to fall in love with a hero. I wanted to say I knew the feeling. But there were so many things that I didn't know. I didn't know that. Which I love that aspect because as a as a woman musician who was in a woman band, we were booked a lot because of that. Like, well, we need some ladies here, so stick them on the stage. Instead of being like, welcome to the community, we want to introduce our audience to you, and then in yes. turn, you you can meet new people and like making modeling what you want to see, right? Create the thing you wish to see, which is what you're doing. You want to see a music scene that looks like a Pulsada lineup, right? I would love that if our music scene looked like that. So you're, you're making, you're showing people what you want. Yes, and, and, and there truly is a fine line between making it like tokenism and making it authentic. It, it, it's very fine. And, I, and I've seen it in practice because for years it's happened to Iscali. It's like Cinco de Mayo, bring Iscali. <laughs> Dia de los Muertos, bring Iscali. And it's like, okay. But again, 
the fine line comes in like once you sit down and talk to that person and say, hey, man, like I had a choice between booking a mariachi band, which is what my boss wanted me to bring, <laughs> you know, because they were like, bring a mariachi band. And I've seen you perform at UMS at Westward. And I know that what you guys are doing is just pushing the envelope. So that's when you start noticing that like the intent is different and there is some yeah. there are people out there trying to push it um and that the only way that it can happen is starting like that's a starting point to getting their boss to agree to pay a band two grand and that's not a mariachi band to play a show uh for this crowd that is expecting like mexican a mariachi music. experience mexican music whatever yes. that means yes and so <laughs> It, it takes the, those people, which we've, we've luckily been able to find in our journey. It just has happened. Those people that are willing to make those investments, to willing to push that. Uh, and so when I see it, I'm like, I, I can model it too. And again, especially being as part of this board where it's like very put your money where your mouth is. It's sort of like, yeah, let's, let's show. Let's start creating these experiences as evidence of what can be done, yeah. you know? Uh, what what it should look like or what it can look like. I shouldn't say should because the board is also not a policing board. We're not we're not there to police people per se and like make force people to do something they don't feel comfortable doing. It really is identifying the partners in the community that are willing and interested in making those investments. So um, for someone who's walking into a News Cali show for the first time, what do you hope they get from La Posada? I, I just hope that they're open that they walk in with an open heart to just be able to experience and see everything the venue is phenomenal yeah uh, so it's a sensory experience for sure um so the lighting just the ambience the vibe of the place i mean even just walking into meow wolf uh has this uh spatial kind of aspect to it you know with people welcoming you there like all the lights and just the structure um I just hope people go in there with an open heart to just experience everything, take it all in. Um, so knowing that they're being part of that as well as uh, I think will be something special. Miguel, thank you so much for joining me. No problem. It's been a pleasure. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see this show. <laughs> I like, I can't, I've not been to it. Obviously I haven't, the, the venue's not been open that long. So I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to see. And people I know on stage. It's awesome. Yes, yes. All family, all family. Yeah. What else is happening in Denver today? Denver lost a fighter for education last Friday when Dr. Sharon Bailey passed away. According to Denverite, her career began in the 1960s when Dr. Bailey was a student at East High School and advocated for the teaching of what was then called Afro-American history. She went on to raise her own children in the school system and became a DPS board member where she fought for equity and education for students of color. Dr. Bailey was active in education issues up until her passing, speaking at a DPS board meeting last week. Now, in some circles, they call me the OG, the old girl, the old guard. But 
There are lessons to be learned with the long view of the historical inequities in the school district. And what I do know for sure is that genuine educational equity in our district and around the nation has been elusive. Where is it? How will we know it when we see it? What would it look like? What would it feel like? And so I, I contend that we can't simply believe in equity, fairness, and justice in education. We have to create it. We have to create it. So thank you all for your efforts. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. The music you heard today included Corriendo con Todo from Is Cali and Villain from Kayla Marquis. We'll have links to these songs in the show notes. And hey, if you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us, rate the show wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. I was thinking that and I didn't say it. I wanted to be like, so Boulder's been looking at their poop and y'all, there's some stuff in it. It's called Omicron. <laughs>